the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Hooley. I'm editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's where you will get a pulse on the people, politics, and policies shaping your life and mine. So, uh, big thank you to State Representative Beth Lear for unpacking the latest on her bill that aims to keep girls in girls' restrooms and boys out of them, essentially. And uh, up at 1222, uh, Julie Lascani, Southwestern City Schools board candidate, will join me. 1235, Mehek Cook. Mehek is with Americans for Prosperity. She's an attorney. She's a former state representative candidate, and uh, she's all over issue one. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk uh, about a piece of legislation that is uh, working. It's in the Senate right now. The House passed it, uh, working to require union workers to be used in refineries and power companies in the state of Ohio, a bill championed and backed by Republicans in the House Not sure that it's going to see the light of day in the Senate. Uh, My calls on that bill uh, resulted in people saying we've got a lot of questions. So we'll talk about that, what it is, uh, the ins and outs at 1235. A couple of housekeeping things here. First of all, Jim Jordan, in case you missed it, it is uh, alleged that he is not going to have his name on the ballot for a third run at the speakership for the United States House. Instead, he is going to urge that Patrick McHenry, Speaker Pro Tem, stay in the role for the time being. Now, I have uh, calls and text messages in, and someone from Team Jordan said, hey, I I see you, got your call, got your text, Uh, I'll be in touch soon. So the moment I get any update there, you're going to hear about it. I would expect knowing Jim Jordan, that he will say, this is about the people. It's about getting the people's business done. We have a budget. We have Israel. We have Ukraine. And we have a lot going on before we go, you know, over the holiday break. So I expect that's what it's going to be about. What will that mean long term? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the rules are. Uh, We'll see if there will be Another election after they get the budget wrinkles ironed out. I also wanted to update you on this. I found this interesting. You'll remember yesterday I had State Senator Andrew Brenner on, and he talked about the lawsuit that seven Democrats on the State Board of Education filed against the state to stop 
the creation and implementation of the Department of Education and Workforce. Why did they do that? Because the Department of Education and Workforce would possess the power to set standards and curriculum. And the State Board of Education doesn't like that. Why don't they like that? Because it takes away their power. It takes away the inroad that lobbyists and teacher unions and progressives had to get things into the minds of our kids. It's really that simple. Uh, and But he told us that in addition to that lawsuit, the law firm that represented those State Board of Education members, that same law firm filed on October 3rd another lawsuit. And that lawsuit is aimed at stopping this science-based phonics rollout in the state of Ohio. Science-based phonics rollout to help kids read. You'll remember that because kids are kept out of school, we actually watered down and and negated this third-grade reading guarantee. Do you remember that? Ohio used to have a third-grade reading guarantee where the guarantee was that kids would be able to read by third grade, which, by the way, is important. And uh, don't ever slough that off. If you don't understand how important literacy and education is, look at the life expectancy of kids in adulthood. There are longitudinal studies that when you mess with literacy, when you mess with the uptake of foundational and basic education, you limit the lifespan of a child and of a generation of children. So uh, it was found out that Reading Recovery is the group that uh, has long been involved in schools pushing a method of teaching reading that some believe uh, and some or most notably one created a podcast called Sold a Story. And the essence of that podcast is just that, that Reading Recovery sold a story to decision makers in education. They sold a story to policymakers. And since that time, they have been protecting their franchise, trying to maximize profit, increase revenue, and now it appears protect the revenue that would be lost. But here's the challenge. The journalist involved in creating the podcast and others who have done research, cognitive scientists, remember the people that said they wanted to follow the science? Well, here's the science. Cognitive scientists say that the methods that have been used for a couple of decades now aren't working that kids are not learning to read the way that they could and should learn how to read. But uh, Reading Recovery filed this lawsuit. Now, here's the interesting part. And I'm sure the minute that I say this, uh, they're going to scrub the website. So readingrecovery.org has a board of directors. Um, One of the members of their board of directors is someone by the name of Antoinette Miranda. Now, if you go to Google right now and you type in Antoinette, I'm doing it right now, Antoinette Miranda, what do you find? Uh, Antoinette Miranda is a member of the Ohio State Board of Education, representing District 6. She assumed office in 2017. Her current term ends January 1st, 2025. So we have a member of the State Board of Education on the board at Reading Recovery, and Reading Recovery is suing the state of Ohio. Now, I'm not alleging anything. I would just think um, for the sake of making sure that we dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's, we might want to ask ourselves, is that a conflict of interest? Is it a conflict of interest for Antoinette Miranda to be not only 
a member of the State Board of Education, but to be on the board at Reading Recovery, and Reading Recovery is now suing the state of Ohio because there are people who claim that the methodology that they have used to roll out reading teaching techniques for decades doesn't work. Important update, right? So uh, what else is going on? We've talked a little bit about issue one, and I made a promise to you a couple of days ago, so I need to start delivering on that promise, and we're going to do it in iterations. The promise I made was that we needed to provide some pushback on an Associated Press story. And the story just, you know, magically, ironically, serendipitously came out on Wednesday of last week, which, oh, that's right. That's, That's the day that early voting started in Ohio. The title, the headline, tell me if this smacks of, I don't know, bias. Ohio voters on abortion right, Ohio votes on abortion rights this fall. Misinformation about the proposal is spreading. In the article, I'll get through a couple of these before the break, and then uh, we've got a state school board representative uh, up next. But I'll get through a couple of these. In the article, it reads, opponents of the measure argue that the proposal would still allow for abortions, quote, up to birth, end quote, because it lets doctors decide when a fetus is viable or not, and because it has an exemption allowing later abortions to protect the life or the health of the mother. Independent medical and legal experts, put that one away, tuck that one in your back pocket, put that one in your cap. Independent medical and legal experts, we'll talk about how independent they are, say this argument discounts that doctors have a duty to follow medical science. Inconvenient truth. Here's the pushback. Issue one contains a major loophole. The amendment allows for late-term abortions to protect the health of the mother, not just the life, the health. However, health in the amendment is not defined. What does that mean? It means that it's left up to legal interpretation. Who interprets the law? The courts. When left undefined, the highest court, the United States Supreme Court, has interpreted health to include not just a mother's physical health, but also her mental health, financial health, emotional health, social health. So essentially, late-term abortions could be permitted for any reason. Interestingly, the court case that backs that up, they, they left that out of the Associated Press article. Here's another, and we'll, we'll answer this one later, but the abortions later in pregnancy are exceedingly rare. United States, 21 weeks and after, according to the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that's extremely rare. How rare? Uh, 50,000 abortions are performed annually in the U.S. after 15 weeks, 10,000 after 20. Didn't we hear during COVID if it saves just one life? I apparently those people are bad at math. Abortions kill 100% of the time. Masking didn't stop the spread at all. More on the other side of this break on the Bruce Holy Show. We are deep into hour number two of the Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Woolley, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. Find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. We've talked a lot about issue one, we've talked a little bit about issue two, and we've talked a ton about school board races because 
School board races matter. Ohio is a local control state, which means that local school boards have the authority regarding curriculum, regarding the implementation of standards and uh, how things get skirted or how things get enforced. And uh, without further ado, I want to bring in Julie Liscani. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Julie? It's Liscani. Liscani. Okay. Let me write that down. It's easier than what it looks. (laughs) Julie Liscani, she is a candidate for Southwestern uh, City School Board. Uh, Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. First of all, thank you for taking time out of your morning or afternoon now to be with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on and giving a voice to candidates um, running for school board. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into that. So uh, you are running Southwest uh, for Southwestern City School Board. Uh, what what schools, like high schools, does that encompass? And, and uh, uh, remind our listeners, and then what is the board composition now? How many board members and, and what is the culture on the board like? Sure. Southwestern City Schools is the sixth largest district in the state of Ohio. Um, We actually have 33 buildings in our district. We cover about 119 square miles, um, and that's about five zip codes that we cover. So we have four high schools in our district, um, Grove City High School, Central Crossing, Westland High School, and Franklin Heights. Okay, excellent. Um, Yes. The school board, yeah, school um, board. We, curr- we have five school board members, okay. and um, there are two seats up for uh, grabs this election cycle. And um, about two years ago, I worked on a campaign and helped some folks get on the board um, that took two seats. And so my running mate and I are looking to take the other two seats for a majority uh, that we can get some positive things done. And that is Denise D'Angelo, correct? Correct. And Denise, a reminder to listeners, Denise will be on uh, with me tomorrow and uh, can't wait to talk to her. Why did you decide to run, Julie? You know, and I'll, I'll tee it up this way, and I don't, I don't mean, mean to be a pessimist, but yeah, we've all read the stories. Uh, the U.S. Department of uh, – uh, or the excuse, excuse me, U.S. Attorney General's Office under Merrick Garland likes to keep a pulse on parents who want involvement in school boards and you know, are pushing for parents' rights. So uh, why would you run at this volatile time? <laughs> Great question. Um, I thought about it a couple years ago, two years ago when there were seats open, and honestly, I was Thinking, I was very involved, um, my community, as well as one of the local high schools. Um, my youngest son just graduated from Grove City. So I was active and involved and thought, you know what, it's not really, not really the time. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm sure there's somebody else who's going to step up and maybe more qualified or has the time and wants to do this and started praying about it, of course. And um, God kept telling me, you need to do this. You need to step up and put your hat in the ring. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in this district. Our students are failing. We have school safety issues. Um, we just need more parents and community involvement to get uh, standards back up to where they need to be. And, you know, what better person than a mom who cares and who's active and involved? In the absence of a leader, be the leader. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and yep. I think what I heard you say is safety, community involvement, standards for what we teach our kids. 
if you look at the district now and you have a vision in your mind of what it's going to look like, uh, what are the key things that you are going to do in order to get the district there? Uh, three key things that we're looking to do, again, is increase our academic achievement. Um, Ten years ago, our school district was ranked much higher. Um, we actually had B's and C's on our state report card. Reading was 70%. Uh, math was over 70%. Today, we're at 48% and 50%. Wow. Relatively. So we are literally failing. Um, and that's just in 10 years. That is not okay. That is high, that is high on our priority list. Um, we have a student body, um, 21,000 students. 20% of that is made up of students with disabilities. And another 20% are made up of English learners. And we're just not meeting those folks where they are, and we're not getting them where they need to be. And that's a big focus for us. Um, safer schools, learning environments. Uh, again, we have 33 buildings in our district with only 12 school nurses. Wow. That's not, that's not okay. <laughs> On a mom's watch or anybody's watch, quite honestly. Um, you know, we just can't take care of the needs of all the students. Um, from a safety perspective, we would love to see more resource officers, community involvement. Um, our school district is currently being sued for um, a teacher who had a sexual relationship with a student and um, that lasted for 10 years. Wow. And somehow no one knew about it and it never was reported, um, pushed under the rug. And you know, now we're paying legal fees and our, you know, district is, is tarnished because of this. So those are those are two really big things um, that we're focused on and we're just not going to put up with anymore. I, you know, I'm stunned. 70 percent to 48 percent, 70 percent to 50 percent. Clearly, there's a need for increased academic standards. And I guess the thing that I'm, I'm stunned by, too, is 40 percent of students need some sort of support or supports. So you have, you know, 40 percent that might have some learning disabilities in another, or excuse me, 20% and another 20% who English might be their second language. And doesn't that speak to the need to focus every minute of the day on the things that matter in education, not the things that parents should be teaching at home? Yes. (laughs) To put it bluntly, yes. Okay. Correct. Um, You know, we know that, um, you know, with a diverse district like Southwestern, um, you know, we've got, especially with after COVID and the learning loss, and, you know, we have families that, um, you know, single income earners and, uh, you know, folks are, are trying to get by in this, in this uh, climate. It's, they're working two yep. jobs trying to make ends meet. We understand that. Um, and we think that there are a lot of other things that we could be doing to meet the needs of those folks. You know, we have kiddos coming into kindergarten who are just not ready. They don't have um, any reading assessment done. They weren't in preschool because of COVID. You know, there's a lot of need there. And just early literacy is a big, big focus for us. And she is Julie Lascani. She's running with Denise D'Angelo. And those are the people that you should be voting for in the Southwestern City School District. Uh, Julie, thanks for joining us today on The Bruce Willis Show. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.